like the morning DJ uh, welcome there. Joel Com here, author, speaker, 12-year-old, well, at least on the inside, with my compadre, Mr. Travis Wright. Hey, Trav. Hey, good sir. Welcome back from uh, San Francisco. You had a journey. I did have a journey, and of course, uh, journey is from San Francisco. When Don't stop believing. <laughs> the- I'm not Steve Perry. It's Even true. Steve Perry's not true. Steve Perry anymore. Don't stop huddling Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, is, this is kind of thrilling. So Jonathan Kane, uh, C-A-I-N, is the keyboardist for Journey, and he wrote Don't Stop Believing." He followed me on Twitter. Very nice. Very I know. Nice. I was like, oh, fanboy. You know, that was had, a fanboy moment there. So Anyway, on this episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast, Bitcoin hits 4,000. Neo hits 50, and we take a trip down the rabbit hole and talk about an answer to a question that many of you have, which is, what is Ethereum? And so, welcome, my son. What is this fandangled Ethereum thing? I don't even understand none of it. Yeah. The hell? This is the dawning of the age of Ethereum. Nice. That was the that was the special treat that you were holding back. That's so good. That was that was it. Just for you. Hey, uh, tell them what they shouldn't do with this podcast, please. Well, just so you know, uh, Joel Com and Travis Wright are not financial advisors, and so we wanted to let you know that uh, this is not financial advice. The information on this website and on this podcast, the Bad Crypto Podcast, is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any expressed or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness of any particular purpose. This here is us learning about crypto cryptocurrencies and teaching you what we learn uh if you take our information and you go lose money we are sorry because we're not making investment advice we're only teaching you about it so if you learn and then you earn yay uh that's great that's what we're kind of trying to hope on so uh what would you like to add to that mr joel com we're just a couple of ding dongs basically and turn down your mic just a little bit travis there because you are so excitable we're i was loud huh you're peeking out loud and in charge and and it's good so uh, basically this this show is entertainment gang and you know to go around along with this uh i think it's important that it with all of the five star reviews we've gotten both on itunes and on facebook and all the places thank you for those and keep them coming we got our first one star review we did yes i think we should read it should we read it let's let's read it all right who who wrote it from hustle 415 he says awful and he misspelled awful uh awful self-promotion these guys yeah very nice so so we are inspiring with awe we're full of awe which is great um these guys don't understand crypto after hearing three minute disclaimer of how they can't be responsible for any advice they moved on to pimping their other podcast uh evidently these guys are professional podcasters and the little i was able to stomach 
another misspell, uh, after 10 minutes of self-promotion, was for the rank novices and their promotion of their own crypto that they are creating for guess what? To promote all their podcast, Epic Failure and Waste of Time, One Star Review. These guys suck horribly. So, Dude, dude thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we appreciate it. Uh, that just means, you know, anytime you get a hater out there, uh, you're doing something right. Again, this show is for entertainment. Uh, you spelled awful wrong. It's A-W-F-U-L. And I was able to stomach ache after 10 minutes. What I don't even know what that is. Yes. And I would also say, you know, if this is the first time you have tuned into one of our shows, keep in mind the Bad Crypto Podcast is a serial type podcast at first. Our first 20, 30 episodes, we're going in and laying the foundations of some of these key elements of, of Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, blockchain. We've talked about those already, right? We've talked about these different elements and wallets and exchanges and how they all work and how to trade and and to, to send uh, your money uh, to different places. And so, you know, that's really what it is. If you jump into a middle show, some of the stuff you may not have the foundation for, so you're going to want to tune into the first episode, and you can get to that at badco.in slash 001. Actually, you can get to every one of our episodes that way, badcoin slash 001 through 009. This is 09 right here. So, uh, And in the future, 010 and 100. And 532 and 1,923,458. Because math. Yeah, because math. Uh, so, hey, thanks for the reviews. We do appreciate it. You can call us, email us, review us. If you go to badcryptopodcast.com, you could see all the places that you could join us. And at the end of the show, we'll be a little more specific. But we've got questions. Uh, one of them came in from Rashid via our contact form on the website and uh, i'm just gonna i'm gonna shrink down i'm gonna compartmentalize this question um all with all the investing mining icos for what to increase your net worth in u.s dollars not bitcoin i came to the realization that we're all invested in cryptocurrencies for an roi that we want in usd we want to retire on the u.s dollar so is there any legitimate reason to invest in cryptos besides increasing your bank account in usd because if you go to coin market cap you'll see more dollar signs than bitcoin signs why is that why is that travis so, you know, I th- it's interesting question here and I would say there's there's no guarantee Rashid that the US dollar is going to last uh, for eternity. By the time, I don't know how, how old you are, um, but there's no guarantee that the USD will be there when you retire, right? And so I would say this is a way to, in some ways, grow your wealth, secure your wealth, and also uh, enable you to, uh, to transfer money a lot quicker. Uh, it gives you a lot more freedom. And, um, you know, I mean, when you see how many dollars have been printed uh, since 2008, when we had that crisis back then, uh, to now, you know, quantitative easing one, two, and three, there has been so many U.S. dollars printed that in some ways the price seems artificially pumped up and the house of cards could collapse at any time. And uh, it's interesting. I'm doing some additional research on some solutions that the IMF is, is, is has been working on and some other stuff around blockchain, which seems a little interesting and kind of bizarre. So I've not done uh, full-on research onto that, but I would say that the U.S. dollar may not be around as long as you would think it would be around and so this is kind of a way to hedge your bets so what well, would you add to that joel 
not only that, but inflation, right? I just sent you a link that we'll put in the show notes for the U.S. Uh, inflation calculator. If you had purchased an item for $20 in the year 1913, just over 100 years ago, today in 2017, that same item would cost $494. That is a cumulative inflation rate of 2,372%. So the dollar doesn't buy what it used to. And I think, you know, there's a couple things I'll add to this. One, many of the cryptocurrencies and tokens have their own use. There, there is no way that you'll be able to participate in some of the functionality that these businesses are offering in U.S. dollar. You'll need to have their specific token or currency. Uh, the other reason I think we see dollar signs on coin market cap is because we understand we need to be able to compare it to something. So what is a Bitcoin worth? in US dollars, just like saying, you know, uh, I'm going to Europe next month and I wanna know what does my dollar buy in euros, right? So it's just a simple exchange rate and I think that as people understand Bitcoin and these other currencies more in their native tongue, there will be less reason. Some of the crypto that we're investing in, we may never sell, we may end up using in its native format. Absolutely. And there's a lot of different ones out there. And uh, today, I believe we're going to talk about Ethereum primarily, and we're going to talk about NEO a little bit uh, as well. So a little bit later on in the episode, we'll be getting down on that. But uh, hopefully that answered your question there. Oh, Come on in. Yeah, yes. Like you really want it. <laughs> so uh, we had another question. This one came in via our phone number, which is our Google Voice. And you guys are free to call that. The phone number is 708-885-9030. And this call came in from Pete in San Francisco. Hi, Joel and Travis. This is Pete in San Francisco. I love your new podcast. As you know, blockchain technology has potential to disrupt many industries. One that's near and dear to my heart is social media. What do you see emerging in that space right now? A couple of examples include Steemit, which is a working community with its own altcoin, and Carbon with a K, which is undergoing an ICO now. Thinking about crypto-centered, crypto-funded, and crypto-focused social media spaces, what else looks hot to you guys? Thanks. Yeah, great question, Pete. Um, in fact, there that's one of the things that had interested me early on uh, about the potential of social media with blockchain and you know some of these cryptocurrencies. Very fascinating space. And as you know, or may not know, there's a lot of censorship that's going on within some of these social channels. I mean, on Twitter, they are, you know, knocking off certain uh, people who may not um, align with them They're politically. They're knocking them off. They're hey, knocking you, them off. They're blanning them. They're blocking this them. Guy. Luigi, Mario, take this guy out. We don't agree with the his Concrete politics. shoes. We don't agree with his tweets. Put him in some concrete shoes. Throw him in the Chicago River. Um so, so there's some things happening, right? Um, I just noticed yesterday that um, uh, on YouTube, uh, one of the top guys uh, over on one of the uh, sort of alternative news sites, all of his videos got you know uh, demonetized, so he can mm -hmm. no longer make money on his videos. And they don't like it. They, they don't like they it. Don't you're like not speaking. It. Yeah, you're not speaking the terms we want to hear. We disagree with you. So we're all about free speech. Whenever you agree with us, is what our kind of free speech. Big Brother is very real. Um, it's not 1984. It's 2017, but it's becoming like 1984 and the thought police 
are uh, coming out in full force. So um, in the words of Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take, take it. it. We're yep. not going to take it anymore. Animal. Thank you, D. Snyder, for adding that. Um, I think that was Decentralized Snyder. Decentralized <laughs> Snyder. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we're going to uh, address this a little bit more about the future of social media and crypto. Yes, uh, Steemit is one community that's been built, and you mentioned another one that I'm not familiar with. Carbon, that, yeah. Uh, might be going through an ICO. Don't know if you're related to them or not. That might have just been a, a subtle way to insert uh, your own ICO. I don't know. We'll assume <laughs> you're innocent until proven guilty. Uh, Let's look and see if there's a Pete on the carbon board. <laughs> one of the things that Travis and I are excited about is we are actually on the team, have been invited to participate in an upcoming uh, ICO and business model, which solves these problems and we're not really free to talk about it yet but you will be hearing in the future uh, again because uh, we, we don't jump in anything that we don't believe in and uh, when the time is right you shall know Shall we do, do the news let's jump in let's jump Give in me like a newsy you know intro sound bitcoin hits four thousand Boom, dude, 4,000. In fact, right now, as we are recording this podcast, I'm trying to pull up coin market cap. I have yeah, so many $65 billion dollar market cap for Bitcoin right now. And it's at 4,008. Uh, what we're talking about here is phenomenal because you'll remember it was just in, let's see, it hit 3,000 um, back in. In, like, today, like on August first, like right right after right after the fork, it went up to three grand. Close uh, to well, but, but, but before the fork, it went up and then it pulled back to eighteen hundred. Mm -hmm. And then you know, and, and I actually uh, I nabbed a little bit at around twenty two hundred, and then it's been on this just boom like blast off taking off. It got from three thousand to four thousand faster than it got you know from two to three. And um, and it's kind of holding its own at four thousand right now, and you know next up um, five thousand, right? That is that is math again coming back to bite us. I tell you, it's 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 been fascinating. So we've been on this show. We've had this show now for less than less than four weeks. This is mm -hmm. less than a month. We've been doing this show, and we've seen eighteen hundred, and now we've seen four thousand. We've right. seen five dollar uh, neo. Now we've seen fifty dollar neo. Right? Oh, we've seen one hundred and forty dollar the bag. Ethereum, we've seen $400 Ethereum, and yeah. it's wild. This is this is not like the stock market. The stock market does not have these many dips and valleys and 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 mountains uh, as much as they do in crypto. Man, this is a whole different space. Yeah, you know, we've referenced Neo in previous podcasts because uh, I actually, both of us, you told me about it initially, and both of us bought a little bit of it back when it was around two or three dollars, and that was. Uh, Two months ago, in fact, I'm looking at June 17th, June 16th, it was $2.09 in U.S. dollars. And Ant Shares is uh, China's version of Ethereum. And so uh, kind of putting the cart before the horse because we haven't really talked Ethereum yet. But just because you mentioned the price, uh, Ant Shares changed their symbol and now they are known as NEO, N-E-O. And as of right now, right this minute, it is $50.80. Two cents. That means if you got in at two dollars, 
you have um, 20, uh, 25x, right, your money. That's not bad. Times. That's not That's too not bad, bad at all. Not too bad. And so uh, we're both sitting on a little extra coin from that, and, and I'm holding. I'm staying true to what I said. I am not in this to trade. I am ready to ride the waves um, up and down and then hopefully back up again because I believe in this for the long term. This is how I'm approaching it. Your mileage may vary, and there are some people that say you should sell. But yeah, I was talking to a guy yesterday, a mutual friend that you introduced me to, and uh, Neil was at like 35 after just having this great run he's like you know you could take a little profit off that but i'm like you know if i do that then i've got a what if it keeps going up then i've got to watch for when the, the you know where's the low yeah. point how do i time this i don't have the stomach for it my my thinking travis is that there was a time that bitcoin was ten dollars and then it went to hundred dollars and people were like 10 times i'm selling and they sold and today bitcoin is four thousand dollars so i'm not looking I'm, I'm treating this as though this is money that i'm willing to completely lose because that could happen in cryptocurrency you can lose everything we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen which is why we decided to create this podcast to help us and help you understand it so you know it's it's again it's crazy. It, it baffles the mind to see these numbers. And it's, it's, that's why it's so exciting because you really never know what's going to happen next. It's crazy watching this stuff. Uh, and speaking of crazy, I just got back from San Francisco, as you mentioned, and I went to uh, a conference that uh, a new friend, his name's Matt McKibben. He runs uh, D10E. They, uh, they put on conferences based on decentralization, d10e.biz. And uh, as a new friend, Matt said, hey, why don't you come out to San Francisco for the Startup Societies Summit? Be a lot of cool people out there, forward thinking, uh, some very successful, you know, there'll, you'll, there'll be Bitcoin millionaires in the room, and there's some people I want you to meet. So I said, hell yeah, let's go. So uh, out I went, and sure enough, it delivered um, exactly what it, promised. I was going to document it with video, but I was so um, just in the experience that I just decided to network a ton. And of course, when people found out, we have our new Bad Crypto Podcast cards. And when I handed the cards to people, everybody wanted to know if we you know, did interviews. <laughs> so that'll actually be starting soon. But oh, you have a successful podcast. Can we come and talk about um, I really did meet um, a lot of interesting people and the future of societies is so enmeshed with blockchain technology, finding new ways for us to disrupt um, the parts of our culture and our societies that aren't working for the people and turning it into uh, systems that do work for the people and honestly, I felt like the dumbest person in the room. Uh, I Even now as I'm trying to come up with words to explain what I experienced, I'm having a hard time. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to reference two talks that I heard that you're going to wonder how is this tied to cryptocurrency, Travis. But both of them um, will be raising their funds through token offerings to make this happen, okay? So one of them is around this idea of 
uh, in many cases, government has become so invasive that we're not truly free people to live our lives how we want in a manner that is non-disruptive to other people's lives, to be able to govern ourselves effectively. Um, and this, uh, this one group has locked into this idea of the last frontier not being space, but the, the easier one to reach being our water our oceans, our seas, and they've got this concept of seasteading, and they have basically found one government that has water shallow enough to be able to tether floating islands that are self-sustaining, independent, self-regulating communities. Seasteading is what it's called, and it is the government of Tahiti. I really want to go to Tahiti now, by the way. They seem like the <laughs> nicest people. We need we need to have a, a seasteading sponsor uh, deal that says, hey, Joel and Travis, you need to come to Tahiti to see our floating city project. Right? <laughs> uh, this, this stuff is so cool. Just Google seasteading and see what you find. Again, uh, the organization that's going to be doing this will have a uh, an offering in the future to be able to. Is that to the Seasteading in Institute? Uh, you know, I don't know offhand. It could be. So okay. we'll look at that and we'll I'll try and help you find the right one to put into the show notes. The other thing was right before I left, um, this group with I want to say Mose, Mosey.ai. Mosey.ai, there was three guys on stage. Uh, one of them, their chief scientist, looked like uh, a younger Doc Brown and, and even acted like one. Um, and they had Sophia, their artificial intelligence robot, on the stage, and they spoke with her. I streamed this. If you guys want to see this, there's a link in the show notes to my Periscope that I broadcast. That's Twitter Live. I broadcast live from the event. And after they gave their presentation, I went up to Sophia and asked her questions and had conversations with her. It was the first time I've engaged with real artificial intelligence, you know, a, a, a being of some kind. And it was just it was like i'm standing here and i'm, I'm going to go negative for a moment okay bear with me i'm standing here talking to this being that is being made for benevolent reasons okay that is their pitch this is for benevolent reasons and inside i'm freaking out just a little bit because i'm like this is how every um robot ai movie and tv show has ever started and they all, none of them end well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've actually, I actually met Sophia. Uh, I did that. Uh, I interviewed her, walked up to her at the um, Web Summit in, in Portugal this past year. They had a, uh, they had an event there where the robot was talking. And then the, the robot was also at South by Southwest. And there's, <laughs> and then at South by Southwest, somebody asked her a question and she said, that she wants to destroy humans. That was that was sure, early that on in her in her <laughs> in her. That was her early vocabulary. She's been yeah. disciplined since. So, guys, go if you want to see this. Go check this out. And the reason that this is connected to um, decentralization, smart up societies, is that these people are creating on the blockchain um, artificial intelligence that is created for benevolent. Um, means and they are seeking to create intelligent medicine around um, this whole thing and I hope I'm going through all my business cards I hope I'm giving you the right organization it's the only one that has AI on it so mm -hmm. it's Hanson Robotics was the one who I believe who had created Sophia the robot and I'm not sure I don't I'm not heard of mosey.ai how do you spell that uh, 
Um, very carefully. You spell that with uh, M-O-Z-I dot okay. A-I. Gotcha. Mosey Health. Um, that was the last way. That was the that was the one way I think I did not try. <laughs> so anyway, it's fascinating stuff. The time there was fascinating. I spoke with people that a lot of people. I was just you know you walk up to anybody and just start a conversation. Some of them you can tell these were are successful people that are founding new companies and doing all kinds of creative things with ICOs. Others, I'm sure I spoke to people that you would not know that they are Bitcoin, you know, millionaires. Uh, there could even be a Bitcoin billionaire or two in that room. I do know that Brock Pierce, who's one of the, you know, early pioneers of the blockchain was there and uh, I'm sure he's, he's worth a ton. Uh, but anyway, it was fascinating. I'm glad to be back. And, um, the, the future is bright. I got to wear shades. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So let's get into uh, that's the news there. So let's get into our training component of and uh, now the training component the, the, the of the area. crypto podcast the training area at about 25 minutes in. All right. So what is Ethereum? So that is a good question. It depends on on the answer. So we're going to talk about Ethereum and what it is. So the Ethereum uh, white paper talks about these three different types of decentralized apps that can that Ethereum can be used for. One, apps that manage money. Two, apps where money is involved, but also require another piece. And then apps in the other category, which includes voting and governance systems. So essentially, Ethereum has a blockchain that has this layer on top of it, um, which allows for us to create these things called smart contracts and decentralized apps, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and let's so you know when we think about apps, we we're used to using centralized apps. All you got to do is think of Facebook or Twitter or any website. You know, even my website. My website is centralized. I control it, and I'm I'm the one who can determine if comments are removed or what content's going to go on there. Um, and if I'm collecting data from you, if I'm selling something, then I'm the one that's in charge of that data or that contract but mm -hmm. that also causes a big problem because there's all kinds of vulnerabilities right we hear about hacks all the time we hear about the government um, demanding access to information from some sites that are centralized ethereum is designed to solve that problem yeah and it's it's interesting too when you look at this because i always look at things from the pros and the cons right and i look at it and say okay who has the most to gain in this particular scenario is there a way this can be manipulated is who you know and because one of the red flags to me was russia's full-on saying yeah ethereum they're, they're full-on go china is is not opposed to these types of of uh technologies right and uh, so in, in short ethereum they said they, they kind of want to be a world computer that would decentralize and some would argue democratize this existing client server model. And so with Ethereum, servers and clouds are replaced by thousands of these nodes. And these nodes are ran by volunteers from across, from all across the world, right? Thus forming this world computer in a sense. And as long as they are decentralized and there's not one governing body in charge of these, I think we're okay. Um, but if we get into a situation where these super nodes pop in and all of this world data goes through these super nodes, then that could be a scenario where uh, it's not optimal. And again, I'm still reading about the SDRs from the um, 
from the uh, uh, IMF checking well, that again, stuff out. This Interesting is things why, going on. Yeah. This is how it goes back to what we the earlier question and saying, you know, a site like Twitter or Facebook, they they do censor. YouTube does censor. Google does censor. Depending upon whether they like your speech and what you're saying, they are censoring. Uh, it is demonstrable. It is provable. There's people that are very upset about it. And that's opening the doorway for massive disruption to these social sites. You know, when we look at Facebook, Facebook, there's no way Facebook is going to go into onto the blockchain right now. There's way too much invested in their platform as it is. They would have to rebuild from the bottom up. So they are quickly becoming the old way, the, the old new way of doing things. Um, there is a new new way that if Ethereum has its way, then it returns control to the people and no entity will have control over your data. You would be the only one. So we'll take Twitter, case in point. You put up a tweet that somebody finds objectionable. Objectionable? Objectionable. They, they don't like it. Um, the service can take it down. But using with Ethereum, nobody except you are, is in control, you're the only one that you can add or delete and make changes to your information. And I think, isn't that what the internet was initially intended to be, to encourage free speech and personal liberty? Yeah, I, I think, uh, and originally, yeah, that's where we are. But then as you get to the certain point where, you know, a lot of these a lot of these state controlled uh, internets in you know China and some of these other countries they want to uh, you know eliminate free speech or only allow speech that they approve of, and that ha that's starting to happen in our country, which is very very surprising and very unfortunate. And I you know and, and there's there's people who are like ah they're 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 fighting because they don't like what you you hurt my feelings with what you say. Well, that's your feelings fault. I mean it, it, there's 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 a lack of logic that's happening now that's it's really, really bizarre within culture. And I think that the ability to have these decentralized platforms that, you know, even if even if you did have something that somebody said that was objectionable, there at least needs to be a trail of that. So if an admin or a moderator of some group doesn't like that, well, that's, you know, if, if it's against the terms and conditions, then it could be eliminated, but there still needs to be a trail there that what has happened and why that that has happened to, to create this transparency. And what's happening is, I mean, you can, you can use, um, you can search, use, I've started to use tools like DuckDuckGo and StartPage as my search instead of Google. And the results that I'm seeing are radically different when you're typing in certain search phrases because some of them, you know, they don't like these certain sites to be indexed. And so you don't get to see them anymore. Mm -hmm. And if they are a term that you don't like, like there was one video that I was trying to find to send to Joel that was talking about this, these SDRs, these special drawing rights and the IMF and what they're doing to create their version of the blockchain. And I couldn't even find the video because I was typing in the exact terms of what it was. I literally had to go to an account that referenced that to go find it because it wasn't showing up in search because there's certain things they don't want people to find on their own and they're burying them. And that is a big problem. And, uh, and so hopefully with the right type of technology and the right type of, uh, you know, uh, blockchain enabled AI deep learning type of social network that can allow for freedom of speech and uh, help, you know, you know, help people who are engaging with the platform, help them earn a little bit of cash money. 
Yeah. So I'm just actually learning, you know, about Ethereum as we dig in here. And I think we might actually wait to talk about smart contracts and dApps on another episode just for the sake of time. Um, I think it could, it could make an interesting bit just all on its own uh, training. What do you think? Yeah, because there are a lot of different uses for that. But one thing that yeah. I would finally say about the benefits of the Ethereum decentralized platform is that, you know, a third party cannot make any changes to the data. Um, there's no it's corruption and, and tamper proof. So apps are based on the network. They're formed around the principle of consensus, meaning everyone, you know, th there becomes a point of, of where it becomes agreed upon that that's the uh, that's the answer. It makes censors censorship uh, impossible. It's more secure because there's no central point of failure, and it's using cryptography and applications are well protected against hacking, right? And there's no downtime because there's no main computer server. It's all decentralized. And so get your hands off my dApps. Yep, yep. Get well, it off there. Here's, here's, I know a little bit more about Ethereum because what I've discovered is many of these initial coin offerings, ICOs, are being conducted where you basically donate Ethereum to the offering in order to exchange for the token. And so this is a reason that I use an Ethereum wallet rather than keep them on an exchange. Remember, we don't want to keep our coins on an exchange. You want to keep them somewhere secure where uh, you can't be uh, you know, as easily hacked for the information. I use my etherwallet.com and I have my own address there and I keep my ether there. And so when I see an initial coin offering that interests me, I just send them from my wallet directly to whoever's doing the uh, the offering. Mm -hmm. um, and like Bitcoin, Ethereum or Ether, which is the actual thing that's mined, is, is mineable. Um, and uh, have you done any mining, Travis? You did Bitcoin mining early on, right? I did Bitcoin right? mining back in the day, and that and that program was really very, very DOS-like, and I didn't even know if I was doing it right, and uh, so it was very confusing. And uh, so I have not mined uh, in a while, and I heard that you just started mining Ether. Well, I tried Ether last night. So this uh, gentleman that I met yesterday sent me a link on Reddit, which we will have uh, in the show notes, and it's for mining Ether on Windows. I have a pretty um, stout Windows PC machine. I'm on Windows 10. It's got gigs of memory. Um, I've got a NVIDIA video card because I like to play games and I want to make sure that my system's going to run smoothly and when I'm, when I'm trying to frag somebody on Overwatch that I don't you know get laggy even though I'm usually the one that gets fragged anyhow. So I downloaded the software. I installed it. It really just took a minute to configure. It wasn't complicated. I put in my Ethereum, my Ether wallet address and and I turned it on and I left it running overnight. Uh, I went to bed about one in the morning and I got up around uh, nine. So it had run about eight hours. I came into my office and I went to launch, uh, open up my computer, uh, unlock it. And it was, this thing was consuming every ounce of processor power that my machine had. And so I stopped it and of course everything worked, you know, great at that point. And I looked in my Ether wallet and I saw that I received 0.002 Ethereum from my mining overnight. Now as of right now, Ethereum is at $290. So 0.002 is 58 cents. It ran for eight hours. So let's say I was to run it um, if, if we ran it all day, I'm going to multiply the eight hours times three. 
because there's 24 hours in a day, math, and that's $1.74 a day. So my computer with its processing power, if it did nothing but mine Ethereum, would bring in approximately $52 worth of Ethereum at the current price. For me, that's not worth uh, and then there's the power charges, yeah, I was right? Say, man, the, the amount computer. of electricity that you would have had to use. Right, it's a lot of electricity. So uh, I think a more powerful computer, um, my friend who I met yesterday was uh, saying that he does about $120 in Ethereum off his computer uh, and pays about $30 in electricity. So, you know, $90 uh, a month, that comes out to about you know $1,000 or so a year. In Ethereum, so it's it's e easier to mine Ethereum at today's than prices. At today's prices, now if Ethereum goes up to you know twenty thousand dollars a coin down the road or whatever, who knows? Then that right. fifty eight cents you just made turned into a huge huge profit. So it's just a, it's just a matter of what's what's the uh, exchange now? Oh, fifty eight cents versus probably. $10 worth of electricity expense or something. Yeah, you know? I need my computer too, um, and I don't want to bog it down with running, 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 running all the time doing math. You know, it's just too much math. I want my computer, I want to give it a break um, rather than abuse it and say, do more math, you piece of you. Uh, but there are math. those who want to try it, and if you want to mine, then then go for it. And um, We have those uh, links in the show notes, how to yeah. mine. You can go down and do it yourself. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. And I think that's going to bring us to a wrap, but we have some exciting news to share with you. Uh, we are getting ready to do our first interview with a principal at a, uh, a major crypto organization. Absolutely. Yes, this is exciting. We are going to be chatting with Jed McCaleb, who is the CTO and co-founder of Stellar Dot org and you yeah. may have heard about stellar.org they have those coin tokens called stellar lumens lumens yeah they are currently number 33 on coin market cap with a market cap of 203 million dollars um, there is 11 billion or so lumens that are currently in um, uh, circulation and we're going to be speaking with Jed about his vision for Lumens, you can go to Stellar.org to check them out now, and uh, this will come out in Tuesday's show. Um, and here's what's what's really exciting for you guys. Not only are you going to get be able to hear from, uh, you know, the CTO at Stellar, but they want to give away Lumens. We're talking free cryptocurrency, yo. <laughs> Absolutely. So just as a hint, word to the wise, maybe go to Stellar.org, download the wallet. It's available for uh, PC and for Mac, and I believe they have a Linux one if that's how you roll. And uh, download that because they we aren't giving away unlimited amounts of these. This is a very finite amount, and there's going to be uh, a process for you to claim this. And so you are going to want to tune in on Tuesday when this podcast goes live. Right. And, and we, we are not going to tell you what time the show will go live. Frankly, we don't even know. It goes live when we're done, done with it. recording, <laughs> editing, producing, and putting it online. So even we, we can't even tell you a time. Um, you know, we're not sure if it's going to be the middle of nights for some of you or, you know, daytime. We don't know. But we do know that the first hundred that take a certain action 
action, which we will tell you what that is in the podcast, are going to be able to claim uh, 500 Stellar Lumens. And so that's all we're going to tell you right now. Tune into the next episode. And of course, if you're just getting started with crypto, we are fans of Coinbase. Coinbase Coinbase.com is the largest um, uh, crypto exchange, to my knowledge, at least in America it is, because it's the easiest to get started with. No, they are not a sponsor of our show, but when you sign up with our affiliate link, which is badco.in forward slash Coinbase, and you invest in $100 in crypto, whether it's Bitcoin, Litecoin, or Ethereum, they're going to give you $10 in free Bitcoin, and they're also going to give us $10 in free Bitcoin. So, you know, that's a win-win. That's some magical stuff. And I want to say this before we get off of here. I want to say thank you to all the folks who are listening to us around the world. And, you know, it's not just America where people are listening to us. We now have listeners, Joel, in a hundred different countries. Wow. A hundred. We hit a hundred. That is so cool. We hit a hundred different countries, yes. Fantastic. Well, we have a hundred and two, but one is VPNs and the other is other. So, yeah. <laughs> do you? Where do you live? I live in other. Maybe they live on a seastead somewhere it could in, be in the ocean on an yeah. island. Instead, I seastead. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So thank you to all you guys. And we really appreciate you tuning in on iTunes and and um, all the other places, Stitcher, Google. Actually, it's Google Music. If you go to Google Play and look for us, you're not going to find us because all the podcasts are on Google Music. We've had a couple of questions about that. I can't find you at all on Google Play. Sorry about that. It's actually Google Music is where their podcasts are located. You can find us over there. Also on YouTube, uh, you can get to that uh, badco.in slash YouTube uh, slash Stitcher slash play slash iTunes badco.in on all of those and again we really appreciate you guys tuning in we love the reviews we've had over what 35,000 downloads and listens and subscriptions so far to our podcast in less than a month and that blows us away guys we really appreciate that I love doing the show with you Travis it's so fun guys communicate with us on our Facebook page at bad crypto social media on Twitter LinkedIn Instagram at bad crypto podcast all the links are in the show notes we'll catch you guys in the next episode watch your crypto wallet fill it with Good crypto, chewy, crunchy coinage. And until next time, stay back.